Popcorn Princess herself, Ryan Courtney. Thank y'all for joining me on another episode of Pop Music for Smart People. I am joined today by Jesse DeFranco, who I featured on the I'm Melting episode. Um, yeah, so I'm so happy to be joined by her. How are you doing today? Doing all right. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, it's exciting. It's my second podcast ever, so happy to oh, be awesome. here. Oh, what, awesome. What was your first one? I got to do a short little podcast for Vocalo. We did an uh, interview. Okay, excellent. I'm always interested in uh, like different music podcasts. So I'll have to check that one out. Well, welcome. Um, so I did want to talk to you about uh, Chicago in general um, and why you made the move to Chicago and then what like really motivated you to stay in the city. Yeah, so I actually grew up in Texas. And when I graduated high school, I just kind of decided that I didn't really want to stay anymore. <laughs> so I moved to Chicago just to do some school for counseling and then decided I didn't want to do counseling. So I ended up just doing music and just the diversity of the city of Chicago has always been one of my favorite things. And the art scene, the music, the food, the culture, the people, I just can't leave. So I'm um, same. Our stories yeah. are similar, actually, because I'm from really? the South. I'm from Nashville. Yeah. Okay. And I just always wanted to like, you know, I always had this inkling that I wanted to live in a bigger city. And then my husband is um, Canadian. So he moved down to Nashville for a couple for like two years and he was like, all right, let's get to a bigger city. So we moved here. But yeah, I love Chicago so much. The funny thing is when I first moved here, I didn't love it that much. Like I was moving just for school and then all the, like the sounds and I had never lived in a big city Yeah, and it grows on you slowly and slowly. And now I'm like, I can't imagine not living in a big city with this much culture and diversity. It's just like, can't imagine anything else. Yeah, so. no, I, at this point, I don't think I could ever take a step back down. Like, it would either be somewhere bigger than Chicago or, like, this. Exactly, place. exactly, yeah. yeah. Did you, have you always done music in Houston, or was that something that kind of just, like, came about when you moved to Chicago? So, my dad, uh, he was a musician for about five years before he became an engineer. He was in a rock band, and so I kind of grew up recording music for fun. It was never anything, like, super serious. We would do Christmas projects when I was a kid um, or songs for my mom's birthday because she loves it so much and I did choir in high school but I didn't know that I wanted to seriously pursue music until I was approached by my manager like I was I was out singing and he heard me and he asked me if I wanted to work with him essentially on music and at the time I was still doing college and I didn't know what my long-term goals were like I was like thinking about being a counselor and all this stuff and so I essentially said no at first because I didn't want to half-ass it like I didn't want to give him my 50% when if someone's pouring that time energy and everything into you like you know you got to be sure about it so I said no at the time and then a year or two later when I was like you know what I'm not going to do counseling like I'm done with school all this stuff like I basically, we kind of crossed paths again when I was working at a coffee shop and the rest is history. So I'm I'm glad you came to that realization because me too. (laughs) we need your music. (laughs) How did he discover you? Like, how did that come about? You said you were out singing. 
Yeah, yeah. So basically, a friend of mine needed some help singing for vocals at a church, and I was like, "Well, I can come sing for you." And so I sang, and he heard me, and like literally, it was so random. I. It's amazing how those things like work out. Yeah, I love that. I got his email, and we started talking, and and now we're homies. We have a few other people on our management team. One of them, his name is Xavier Omar. He's like an R and B artist. He's incredible. Um, and so just from his progress working with Xavier, who has done quite well now, he's like doing great. He is like through all of that now, he knows so many people and shows and everything like that. So that's amazing. Mm-hmm. So I did want to talk to you about, um, your first song, Little Glass. And I just like okay. to know like the inspiration behind, you know, when someone first gets into music, I was like yeah. to know about their first song and like how that came about. Yeah. Um, what's, what is it about and the inspiration behind it? That one's really special to me because that was my second ever session in person with a producer. The first one was with another guy my manager had connected me with. And genuinely at that point, I hadn't been writing for very long. So the whole point of the session was like, get in there, see if you click with this person, just write something and see how it goes. And our mentality was always, no one's expecting anything from you because you're a new musician. So when you know you have the right song, you know, and then we move forward. So I did this first session. It was very, very poppy. Like I love pop music, but I also, like you talked about in your podcast, like I love R&B and soul and jazz. And essentially like we wrote something really cool, but it was just really pop. And I was like, you know what? This isn't it yet. And then I had another session with my now, like I've done many songs with him. My Holy Peas produced by him, Quinn Cochran. We had a session and it just flowed so easily. We were sitting in his like home studio. It was raining. Like you could see like the skylight and the sky was super gray. And he started writing this beat. And essentially like my favorite way to write is you produce, I write at the same time. We pause. I show you what I have and we move forward. We, we tweak it as we go basically. And the funny thing about music to me is that like my favorite thing to do is to improv. Like it's to be there and kind of just write off the cuff. And so sometimes when I'm writing lyrics, I don't know what I'm writing about to look at them later. And I'm like, oh, shoot, that was about that, you know? You'd be so, so surprised. Uh, Pretty much every artist I interview says that. Yes. Like, just like, you know, like, like sometimes they know like a sound or they know, you know, like a, like sort of a concept, but they don't actually know what they're, what the song's about or what they're writing about until like, you know, kind of clicks. But yeah, that's Until so it's like that. done. <laughs> yeah. So basically, because the beginning of the song is like the gray in the sky won't clear your mind. I'm like literally looking at a gray sky and in the house we're writing in. Um, long story short, basically that song ended up being about like, so my boyfriend and I at the time have been together for like five years now. And at that point we had had a breakup and we were just getting back together, kind of figuring out like, what do we want for our future? You know, like essentially it's kind of like sitting with a person that you really care about and that you love. And you're like, I know you don't really know where your head's at. And it's frustrating, but like, I'm also here with you because I can't get away from you. Like, I just love you. You know what I mean? So like, no matter what we're going through this together. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And I'm like, you know what? Like, give me a glass of alcohol. That's my little glass. Like, let's have a conversation and just like, you know, figure out what's, what's up, you know, like in this moment that I'm yours, don't waste it because like, I'm giving you everything, you know? So it ended up just Sometimes the song should be called a little bottle. (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) so we did like two different sessions for that trap um 
and I, it just felt like with that song, it was very special. Like everything kind of fell into place. We did our first session. We got down like a few verses. And then in the second session, basically we came back and I had lyrics and they just didn't really fit with the way that, that Quinn had developed the beat at the time. Like I was rushing my words. I was newer at writing. And I feel like you learn every, something every time you session with someone. Um, and basically my manager was sitting in the room and he was like, well, I really like these lyrics, but what if we split them up? And every time you sing one line, you add a guitar lick at the end for the chorus. So then Quinn sits down and he's adding these guitar licks and I'm like, wait, 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 I changed a few things. And then we have the, we have the chorus, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just so special. So, and that's the only in-person song I've ever been able to do because of COVID, which honestly is like, it's crazy. So everything else that you've written, everything else you've done like via like virtually or literally which wow, is like that's crazy honestly, it's got to change the dynamic a little bit it does and i'm not gonna say i'm not proud of the work i've done but i oh, feel no, like you should you be very lose, proud <laughs> you lose <laughs> thank you yeah i just feel like you lose the ability to like for the song to be as organic working with the producer in the same room because it's so much harder over email to be like oh could you change the production here because when you're not in the same room, it's like, I don't know what you're thinking or how you're going to exactly. change it. Or, or you just want to sing it, like, like right then and just say, like, like, like this, you know, or do it like seriously. this. Seriously. Yeah. So I'm, me and Quinn are probably going to session again soon. I'm very excited because I just know that we mesh really well together. Um, Amazing. So, but yeah. That was well, some of the stuff is what you came out with virtually. Then I cannot wait yeah. for y'all to get back together <laughs> in person you. because, uh, yeah. Freedom, you know, because you go into it, and of course, you're thinking in your head, This is a lot of pressure, but I think a lot of artists don't even think too about the fact that it is a lot of pressure. But you also, too, are going in as you know, an unknown artist, so you can do whatever you want, you know, you can really be so creative and really like pull out all the stops, which I think is such an opportunity, yeah, 100%. Like, it's, it's I'm scary. glad that you went in like that. It's scary to release your first song. I think maybe that's the mindset that artists have that there's like this pressure when in reality, it's like you have the space and freedom to wait until you are ready. And if you like it, that's really all that matters. People will follow if it's good, you know, but like that, if you're happy with it, then that's what counts. Yeah. No, I mean, even with this podcast, I literally, I remember I kept like putting it off because I don't like the way my voice like sounds recorded. I never, no one does. I know. Never. And so I literally just kept like putting it off. And finally my husband was like, what are you doing? I'm like, no, no, like one more week. I just want to perfect everything. He's like, you need to just get this out there. And he's like, I'm, I'm telling you people will respond, you know? So it's been, it just, you need that little push. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I was super happy to stumble across your podcast because you're from the music. Like I just, I've, I've loved listening to it so far now. Like it's Thank a so it's much. I really great. Now that. I have a new podcast to listen to. You know, oh, I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. It's, uh, that's like been one of the best parts about this is when I get the feedback from the artists and that they're listening to other episodes too. Um, I, that makes me uh, really happy. So thank you for listening. Of course. Now I want to talk about my favorite song by you. Okay. Which is Miracle. That's what I thought. <laughs> that song's a banger. <laughs> uh, that song, it's the first song. That's how I got, I got introduced to you. How did you, um, how did you hear it? That's what I was Discover really Weekly. About. So my, really? I talk about this. Yeah. So I just talk about this on my podcast all the time about how my, other than my husband, my Spotify algorithm Yes. knows me better than any human. I mean, it right. knows me better than my mom, probably. It's insane. Like, we have a relationship with each other. So every Friday, I literally get up, I check my release radar, I check my Discover Weekly, and Spotify never fails. It gives that me, like, so exactly cool. what I want. But, yeah, that's how I found you, is that. And then I just dived right in, like, to your whole discography after I heard that song. So. That's so cool. What's the inspiration behind that song, and uh, how did that one come about? 
So this is the second song I put out. And after putting out Little Glass, I was still so new to music. I was like, you know, I can really explore with my sound. I can do something a little bit different. It's still going to be me because I'm the one writing and recording it. But, you know, I was like, why not? A little trap, a little RB, a little, like, you know. Um, so I got some beats sent to me from my manager. And the funny thing is it wasn't COVID at the time, but I wrote this to a pre-developed beat. Essentially, the beat was done. And I was, my mindset is like, you can give me beats and I'll write to them. Even if it's just practice, like I got to keep working in that muscle, you know, the writing muscle. So I sat down at my home and for me, I was having a conversation with my little sister at the time, which kind of inspired this song because she was basically talking to some guys she thought was cute and things weren't going very well. And I was kind of just letting her know, like, you don't need to settle. Like, if you're noticing these things when you're communicating with someone and you're interested, like, you don't have to settle. And I was just thinking about my relationship that I have now with my boyfriend, you know. Um, and basically just, like, the whole concept that, like, someone can't be that miracle for you. Like, that thing that's more beautiful than you could have imagined. Like, you said about your husband. Like, that person who knows you better than anyone else, who supports you, has your back, is your rock. Like, who balances you out uh, for whatever differences that you have, basically. That, for me, kind of was basically being inspired and having a conversation with my younger sister, like, girl, you don't have to settle. You know, there's something out there that's better than you can imagine right now. And it's not like fairy tales or like romance movies, you know, like it's, there are things that are difficult. There's highs and lows and you never know how you're going to end up with that like partner. Um, exactly. But when well, you do. Just, people seeking out this like fairy tale or this perfect thing when really, I mean, it presents itself to you when, when it needs to or when, it, you know, 100%. when it's when the time. And you know, like, I mean, I was, I was really about to turn 30, um, yeah. going to my thirties being like, Hey, I'm going to be single. That's fine. Like, cool. And then two weeks before I turned 30, I met him and it just, like, it just, I wasn't looking for a relationship nothing like that. And it just like happens. Yeah. So exactly. And I, I think whenever I had met my boyfriend at the time, like I wasn't looking either. I thought he was cute. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, I'm not going <laughs> to, yeah, right. <laughs> like, I'm not going to like, I think it was one of the first situations where I felt like I didn't try so hard to force something to happen. It just worked. And obviously, we, you know, we broke up. It wasn't perfect. And that also kind of reframed my mindset of, like, what a good relationship is. Like, you know, like, there's good and bad in our minds. And uh, sometimes you do go through fallouts and things happen. But what matters is how you come out of those things and how you're there for each other and how you, you know what I mean, prove your love. So Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, because, I mean, even, yeah, even with a, you know, a relationship, like, a, even a, you know, romantic one, Sometimes that, that framework isn't even, like, that was meant to be a romantic relationship. Sometimes, you know, that was meant to be, like, your best friend or, you know, like, some other aspect of your life. And so I feel like too many people shut things down or, you know, let some of those things get in the way when really they're missing an opportunity to, like, have that, you know, what life was presenting to them at that time, yeah. Definitely. And it's definitely one of my most positive songs. So, because I'm definitely, like, a sad girl at heart. <laughs> so <laughs> it's definitely one of my most positive ones. I mean, that song just, yeah, I remember hearing that. So I always joke that whenever I hear, like, like my top bangers or the people that I'm going to present on the show, I'm always walking my dog, Ollie, and my neighbors probably think I'm crazy because I'm literally, I'm just, I wear headphones 24-7, like, all the time. But I'm always walking him, and, like, I hear these songs, and I'm just, like, out in the middle of the street, just like, what is happening? <laughs> like, what is this? But that song got me. That song is just so freaking good. It's Yeah, Thank it's a really you. good song. Thank you. Okay, so, um... I would love to know as well about, um, I wanted to ask you if anybody's ever 
called your mu- music melting music other than me like, no that no First compliment okay. i ever got and honestly <laughs> like i just need to say to you you and i know i must i i commented on instagram but like i've never heard someone i don't know say kinder words about my music that meant a lot to me as a small artist because like it's so much work and you know even doing your own podcast like it is so much work putting yourself out there day after day just hoping that someone grabs onto it and what I have to remind myself is like how blessed I am to have the people that already do support me and already do say great things. But like I was on a beach trip in Florida, seeing my sister first trip since COVID, like we had planned just to be at a small place with my siblings and her husband. And basically like I was just chilling and I came across that you had the clip you had posted. And I was like, how is this person I don't know being so nice about me? Like, I was like, I feel like I deserve this. Like, I'm just like, I'm like li- making them listen. I'm like, look what he's saying. Like, this is so nice. I mean, yeah, that's really like the whole, I mean, that's really how this podcast was born is that, you know, I, I just got to a point where I felt like I was going through so much music and, you know, I was being, I, so before the podcast, I was making pot, uh, playlists and I just was getting such an interest from my friends being like, you know, Hey, you know, send me another playlist, send us a playlist. Like who, how are you finding all these artists? Like, and I just realized how much music is made every day. And, you know, the, even though I love the Dua Lipas and the Megan Thee Stallions love, you know, I love their music and I love like pop music, but like those people don't need, you know, they don't, they don't need a podcast. And I found, I, as I searched like through like all these music podcasts, like that's all I found was like, you know, these yeah. music podcasts talking about, you know, these big pop stars in their lives and what's going on. And I'm like, like there's so much other music coming out and I feel like people like people are gonna be missed by it you know and that's they have like, a platform like already it. yeah exactly yeah yeah and, and not that you know not to say like they shouldn't they've worked hard and they've got to where they are but in in terms of like new music and music podcasts I really felt like there's this opportunity to like you know there's so there's so much music and it's like I you know I don't want people to get missed by stuff so yeah I really that's how this was kind of born so yeah so cool but I mean, also to you, you have to make really good music for um, for me to <laughs> put on the show. So and, you're doing, uh, I'll take you're doing it. things correctly. Yeah. I'll take it. You know, but the thing that I have to remind myself too is like when I'm feeling low in the process of creating, like every entrepreneur, small business person, artist feels, it's like there are so many people who have even told me, "Oh man, I I write and I sing and I do X, Y, and Z. I just I'm not even like brave enough to share it. Like it's so yeah, hard to even exactly. just do it." So we should exactly. be so proud of ourselves, you know? Exactly. And that's the thing is, like, you know, I remember, you know, right when I launched this podcast, you know, there were times I was checking my numbers and checking my numbers. And, like, that's all I was, like, oh, obsessed, you know? And same. then finally got to a point where I kind of realized, I'm like, like, what am I, I have, you know, even if it's, even if it's this amount of people, I have dedicated people listening and, and you know, engaging with me and saying, thank you so much for giving me this artist. Oh, my gosh, you know, I'm a fan of this person. Like, thank you. And then yeah. the artist as well reaching out to me and being like, that was kind of the first thing that really started happening was I got, you know, artist engagement where they were like, thank you so much for featuring me like this. You know, it's, that's so awesome. And be, like, so I said to kind of put that stuff aside where it's like, you know, it my, this will grow organically because I love what I'm doing and I love, you know, um, the people that I'm presenting. And it has. It just has worked out. And I feel like it actually has grown more when I stopped worrying about that less and just really exactly. started engaging with, you know, with the artists and, and the people listening to the show. So. And all it takes is one person liking one artist you present to them for them to latch on and be like, what else does Ryan have to show me? Like, exactly. you know what I yeah. mean? And really, so. and the, yeah, and that's like kind of like, because at the beginning I was like just like, so focused on the numbers. And then, um, so Noga Erez, I don't know if you know who that is, but she was the first person that I interviewed for the show. 
And her management team reached out to me and was like, you know, she listened to your podcast episode. And I'm just sitting there like, wait, what? <laughs> like, she lives in Israel. And they were like, she, you know, she, loved it. she wants to be on the show. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, what is going on here? And that really was kind of like the first thing that kind of thrust, you know, like, like kind of got me some really good numbers and stuff like that. But like, yeah, that stuff comes organically when you're just, you know, putting out stuff that you love. So, yeah. And it comes from authenticity too. people. People can like sniff fakeness. You know what I mean? So like when you're presenting something and you're being honest, organic and authentic and like just like such a positive delightful person to listen to like it's hard oh, not to you. latch on to that so yeah and I really wanted it to I wanted it to be you know I feel like there's a lot of uh, as well like pop culture pop uh, podcasts where they you know they talk about gossip or people's lives and stuff like that and I really wanted this to be about the music and what people are creating and and getting it out there for other people to listen to it you know based on how I listen to music um I you know, I didn't want it to focus on um anything dramatic or anything you know just really just I wanted it to be music yeah. like that's it and presenting life has enough of that, that. I, yeah exactly like yeah and there's like I said there's just so much music com- that comes out every day and I've, I feel like some people don't even understand the amount of music like that we'll never even hear because it's, it's so saturated so it's just become my mission to be like take this <laughs> yes <to> this. <laughs> exactly okay so tell me about your newest song is called just pretend mm-hmm Correct. Yes. And then I know I saw something on your uh, social media about the like cover art for yeah that. So I just want to talk to you about just pretend the inspiration behind it and then um, the story behind that artwork as well. Okay. So just pretend basically came about because I was like we weren't receiving beats from producers. It was the beginning of 2021 into 2020, and the music industry has obviously been in the rut due to COVID. However, I think we didn't really recognize it until the end of 2020 because the big labels had all this stuff they were working on to prepare and present for 2020. So then by the end of 2020 is when they're like, shit, we don't have, you know what I mean? Nothing's coming out. People are depressed. Like people aren't producing, like just people were in a rut of music depression, essentially. So we weren't receiving stuff from anyone. And I was like, all right, I'm going to take it in my own hands. And my manager told me about this uh, website called beatstars.com where you literally like browsing iTunes for beats and you can you can buy the whole thing you can buy it to do something small with you know it's like different licensing options Wait, what is this called beatstars.com beatstars.com okay yeah yeah so I'll recommend it to anyone if they're even yeah, like husband, a new artist my husband makes music makes uh, beats yeah. like that, so that's something that he can put it on now. there and then you know people buy it and stuff so I, I was on there and I was searching different tags like R&B pop, uh, lo-fi. And like, I've, I've loved melting, lo-fi. Melting, and melting beats. <laughs> melting music. <laughs> um, and I, I came across this lo-fi beat um, from this producer named Passport Rav. I follow him on Instagram. And I was like, this is a really cool, cool beat. I really like this. Like, what if I tried writing something kind of lo-fi inspired? So I messaged him about the contract on Instagram. I wrote the song and like, a day when I was just sitting in my room in Chicago, my last apartment. And basically for my EP, my dad recorded all my vocals because uh, he's done vocal recording for a long time. And it was during the pandemic. And I was like, well, I'm not going to a studio. Um, and it worked out great. And I wrote the song. And ironically enough, I had a trip planned to see my parents in Texas like two weeks later. So I was like, dad, I wrote a song. We should just record it together. Like, let's just do it. 
So, so I you didn't record home. it that in a studio. You just recorded it like at, at your parents' house. That's yeah, amazing. and like wow. little glossies at a home studio too. Like it is crazy what you can do at home. Uh, some of my favorite artists only record at home. Uh, but basically, I went home and I, I recorded the song, and it was another situation where I wrote the lyrics and I didn't fully know what I was talking about till I was done saying it. And basically, with that one, um, initially it was just like, a, "Let's float, let's you know, chill, let's vibe." <laughs> kind of trap but when I was listening back to it and thinking about the lyrics it's like we've had every single person has had such a hard year like no matter how it's affected them it's affected everyone mental health relationships just absolutely everything um and I think that starts my dog <laughs> oh my god I'm, yeah, I'm, actually, I'm actually have a question about that little floofer and oh my gosh <laughs> okay um but basically I was just realizing that I had just been and everyone, I think, has been needing a way to escape mentally uh, from the reality of the situation we've been in for over, over a year, year and a half. And it brought me back to when I was like living downtown in Chicago a few years back. And me and, so you know how in Chicago they have those warmers on the CTA, like yeah. in November to March, you click the yep. button. And oh, yeah, I know, it, I know them well. Right, we all do. <laughs> <They're> just... <laughs> So I'm like there with my friend Lindsay. This is like years ago. I don't think she knows this yet. I forgot to tell her. So she'll be happy to know. Um, we're standing there. The heat warmers are on. We're in our thickest coats. It's February, the worst month of the year. And she's like, close your eyes. Imagine you're on a, like a nice warm beach in Florida. And we're just like, we're just like literally drifting away. Like, Take me somewhere else. I do not want to be here. Like, let's That's be amazing. happy. The wind's yeah. gusting, everything. And I just remember thinking about that. And for me, that was like this whole concept of like, let me slow you down as a listener. Like, close your eyes, count to 10, take a deep breath. Like, we can we can go anywhere we want right anywhere, now. Yeah, I love anywhere. that. Anywhere. And like, we can escape whatever it is we need to escape or, you know, whatever situation. And we can kind of just like relax and rest. And so for me, it was a culmination of like, uh, let me give people this mental escape, but also... Um, let's just focus on our mental health. Let's just focus on where we are. Let's be present with our body, with ourselves, and just like slow down. And the funny thing is like, I sang this song for an Instagram live like a month or two ago. And it's the first time I had sang for people in like a year and a half. So I was so nervous. It wasn't my best singing. I'll, I'll grant that. But the funny thing is that when I did those two breaths, like those deep breaths, like I even did it when I was singing, I literally noticed myself becoming more calm and and just more peaceful. And I was like, yeah, wow, absolutely. Deep no, breathing. it's so funny. It's so funny that we all had to like like you would think that, you know, thrusting us into a situation where we're at home all the time and like, you know, we would just be super comfortable and we're not but we've been our brains have been so trained to like go, go, go and work, work, work that yes. it was it was stressful. It was anxiety being just like like you're like, what am I doing? Why am I just like sitting around doing nothing? You know, like it took a minute to reset that mindset to be like, Oh, maybe I should create or maybe I should, you know, like yes. do this for a little bit where it's just kinda like I'm being lazy. Like, what am I, you know, like, seriously? it's, it's sad that it, it was, that that's immediately where our brains go, but it, that like definitely didn't happen, you know? Totally. And I, and so like tracking off of that with the cover art, basically I wanted to do something cartoon like because lo-fi music and I was like anime, you know, like eight bit art, like anything. So I was searching on Instagram hashtags, which I've actually never used until now. And I was like, um, lo-fi art 
And somehow I came across pixel art and I was like, wait, this is like, I fuck with this. This is like the nineties, like my Game Boy Color, like everything. I was like, this feels more me than the anime style art work. And it still kind of meshes with lo-fi. And so I found this artist I really loved and uh, I can't even, I don't even know how to pronounce his name's from Romania. Um, Darius, his name's Darius. And I don't know his handle. And basically I knew exactly what I wanted the cover art to be. I was like talking to my best friend, Asia. She's a visual artist. And so she's helped me so much in my journey with music. Like with, she'll do my hair and makeup for stuff. Like we it just works really well. Like the way we do art and everything meshes. And she sat down with me and basically drew out an illustration concept to give the graphic designer. So we knew like sizing, what I wanted, all this stuff. And basically I was just like, I want to, I want to be laying on a bed floating in the sky and I want the clouds to move. I was like, I want a girl to be listening to music with headphones. Like she's listening to the song I'm singing and she's just literally escaping. She's like going somewhere else, like up into the clouds. Like it's simple. It's simple. Uh, but yeah, I know he like smashed it. Like the, like, yeah, I just no, think it it's so cool. I, it's some of my most favorite artwork because like as a small artist, I feel like it's one thing to know yourself as a person. And then when you start doing art and I don't know how it is for you, but like once you start using a platform with your art, it's like, who would I want to be as this person? Not just Jesse DeFranco, but like who is Jesse DeFranco, the artist? Like what matters to me? How do I want to look? What's my brand? Everything. And that's, difficult to figure out so no and it's and that's well that's part of what i was saying about the anxiety part is like you know i got you know my my life had been restaurants i've, I've been a restaurant uh, guy since i was 18 years old bartending you know i was i was uh, managing about to general manage the new big star um they were going to open in river north so i worked at the one in wicker park and that had been my life for almost 20 years and that's just yeah yeah that's just like what i knew so all of a sudden like being thrust out of that and into the space like i you know, I figured out pretty quickly I wanted to do something, you know, creative and something like that. But like, it's, it's just that mindset of, uh, of figuring that out, you know, and it's almost like, it's sad that it brings anxiety almost a little bit where you're just kind of like, who am I? Like, what is my voice if I'm not that, you know? Like, yeah, which. Exactly. It's a long process too, because I think it's also a process you can't force, which is why it's taken me a while to figure out because, you know, I started doing music with my manager and I wasn't the typical already developed a fan base already like those are the things managers look for whereas with my manager he's just like you have something special and i want to help you develop that so like we really started from ground zero um so this is the first project where i feel like i really owned it like i was like this is exactly how i want it to sound this is like sending notes back to my mixing and mastering guy like even my manager was like the words you're using and the ability the way you're able to articulate what you want you have grown so much. And then with the cover art, I was like, this is exactly what I want. X, Y, and Z. Like with my other stuff, I felt like I was getting input from other people. Um, and so well, let that, me you, as an outsider, you would never, you would never know because your other stuff just seems so like buttoned up. It's so like you do exactly what dude. you wanted your sound to sound like. <laughs> so like, just what? so you know, <laughs> but you know what? That's on working with, with fabulous people because like, exactly. 1000%. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it really bothers me when artists do not represent the people that make them who they are. It's like my music video for little glass. I am so proud of it. And I was so underdeveloped at the time that it was Dennis's vision. Like he is just so talented. You know what I mean? I'm not going to sit here and be like, I thought of the whole thing and did it. You know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> All me. Thank you. I just work with, I just, I've been so blessed to work with such talented people that have made me look <laughs> polished. <laughs>
Okay. You know what I'm saying? They're good at what they do. Um, No, but I feel like that's, yeah, that's my mentality with doing these and the chats with the artists is like, you know, I could just feature people and then, you know, like never really dive into like who they are or what, you know, but I really wanted this to be an aspect of the show. So I've been, I feel so lucky that so many artists have responded to that. And I've got to do some of these chats because I really feel like it's, it's something special, you know, to not just, like, feature the music, but then to actually talk to the source and be like, you know, like, how did you develop this? Where did it come from? Like, it's just, it's more personal. But thank you for doing that. Um, so who's this floofer? This is Roger. I'm a doodle owner as well. Yes! Oh. I have a Bernadoodle and a Labradoodle. Oh. He's a cockapoo. My, a cockapoo. Yes! Friend. I will never have, I will never, hi! So he cuddles me all the time. He's adorable. How old? Boy, he's two years old. Too. Cool. Yeah, I've, we have a three-year-old and then we have a eleventh-month-old. So They're, they That's honestly true. have the best personalities. Oh, so yeah, I love that. I wanted to uh, to call out the doodle connection or the poodle connection. There's a show called um, Explained. I don't know if you know what that is on Netflix. I think I've heard of it. Kind of, yeah, there's little short episodes that kind of, they pick a topic and explain it. But they just did a dog one, and I implore you to go watch it because it. I learned so many. It's insane. Like, yeah, it's a really good episode. I'm so definitely gonna watch that then. Yeah, it's so good. They've pretty much just been, like, trained evolutionary-wise to, like, trick us through hundreds of years of evolution. Like, they're really good at it. <laughs> and yet the, and yet, it's the whole, like, I love you, and I'm, I'm like, you're, no, yeah, they're yours dog forever. Eyes. Yeah, yeah, you learn, you learn that that's just really a part of their evolution. It's like, God, oh, but it's so, but you know what? It still gets me every time. Exactly. I'm okay with it. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I'm totally fine with it. <laughs> okay, so um, on the show... I like to, um, we, I play a little game. So every episode of my podcast is based on a different category. So, of course, yours was I'm Melting. Um, and these are all from, so me and my friends developed this game called Category Is years okay. ago. Okay. And pretty much how it works is um, when we're all hanging out with each other, um, we'll just go around and everybody, like someone will pick a category. And then everybody has to pick a song for them personally that they think relates best to that category. And then we all play it and just listen to the songs. Yeah, so it gets, I mean, the game gets, like, really, like, it gets, you know, we bust out and dance sometimes. Sometimes we're all sitting in the living room bawling our eyes out because the, so, but the categories have literally over six years have just gone in every direction. Yes. And it really was, like, a catalyst for this podcast. So every episode, pretty much, at some point, we've done that category. Yes. Um. So I wanted to play with you, if that's cool. Of I like course. To, I'm I like nervous, but I'm ready. Uh, oh, no, no, you're totally good. And that's the cool thing about this game is that it's all, um, I just want you to answer with, you know, exactly how you would answer, not, you know, yes. how you think. Yes, of course. Some, like, yeah, the song of the artist that you feel best fits that category. Okay, perfect. So the first category I wanted to do is, I've, I've done this with every artist since the first episode I did. Okay. And that is artists that made 2020 a little less of a dumpster fire. Because I just know that that's kind of, you know, for me, that's really what started this podcast is... Uh, I was like, I was like, what can my first episode like really be about? And I started this in January of 2021. And I was like, oh wait, this is perfect. Like, who did I listen to in 2020 that really helped me get through? You know, like yeah. Now I'm like scrolling through. I'm like, I'm like, who did I oh, listen yeah. See, to? And last I also, year. I also sneakily play this game just so I can get more and more music from people. <laughs> so, am I saying an artist's song or what? What's my? Yeah, yeah. So for this one, yeah, just an artist. Um, that you listened to in 2020 that just kind of helped you. You know, like you said, like you know. Just pretend, like help you forget about the year a little bit. Here's my number one, who has been a number one of mine for a long time. Um, I don't know if you know him, Mac Ayers. 
He's an R&B Mac Ayers. vocalist, um, and he's like one of my favorite musicians ever. See, I do not know that. Is it M-A-C-K? M-A-C? A-Y-R-E-S. Perfect. I know his entire discography, and I'm, I'm unashamed. <laughs> his his voice makes me melt, so if we're like, you know, who's so shiny, but um, I just feel like he has a very good balance of, I mean, one, his music is just like so good. He produces all of his own stuff, and he works with some friends, but like he's just doing everything. Um, he's fun, and then he also like, he creates music as well with an honesty that I feel like, I don't know how to explain it, it's like, it's both fun, but then you're like, oh, he's talking about something deep right now, or, you know what I mean? Like, he keeps you in that space of just, like, I feel like I can turn his music on, roll my windows down, cruise, and it's just, like, I could just drive. You know what I mean? I don't have to go anywhere. Like, it just feels good. You're speaking my language. Right? Yeah, amazing. Then another artist. No, this is honestly oh, why I love this with, especially with other artists, just because, like, I've literally, I've had artists uh, that I've interviewed on the show tell me, you know, something for their category, and then I've ended up featuring that, you know, person. Artist, like, yeah, yeah. So literally, like you feature him. Let me know because I'm a huge fan. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, absolutely. I'll give you all the credit. But I interviewed a um, rapper from um, Australia. Her name was Sophia, which you should check her out. She's amazing. But she just was talking about one of her other, you know, friends in Australia that's a rapper as well. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh yeah, check her out. I checked her out. I was like, Dude. Just, like you, like immediately her discography. I just like railed so fast, and then was like. I'm featuring you on next week's episode. Can you know? Can you be on the show? And I ended up talking to her too. Yes. So yeah, just, those are the connections. Yeah. And then I'll just say one more person. Uh, his name. Yeah, his name it. is Emak. E M A W K. You know who that is? E M A W K. I also. So his voice is actual butter. Like the stuff he can do. With his voice, the layering, like everything. It's just like I'm like kind of angry. That's how much I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his lyrics are just crazy. I just, yeah. Did you see my the episode I have Butter Voice though? I haven't. It's literally one. It's literally one of my episodes. It's Butter like, Voice. Like, this little pun, yeah, Butter Voice though. Here I'm playing the categories and I have no idea. But. I mean, you're literally yeah, like I was like I was like wait a minute because that's just like how I think about like yes. those kind of voices. Yeah, I did um, on that episode. I did Mas Kenna. I don't know if you know who Mas Kenna is. Mm-mm. I gotta look <sighs> him up. I'm just talking about like this guy's voice will just make you like you're just like how is it possible? possible? Like, you know, <laughs> just like I don't understand. I mean, that's how I with you though too. Your voice, like, and I'm serious. Like your voice coming out of that frame, and I have like one of my dearest friends, Jesse Epling, um, who I trust musically like so much. I remember sending her Miracle, and she was just like, "Where is this voice coming from?" Like, yeah. So you, um, wow. you have one of those voices for me as well. Your voice Thank is you. amazing. You. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, then the second category that I want to ask you is your category, which I always ask people, which is I'm melting. And I know you just said those two, but you're going to have to... I'm going to give you another. Think of... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, I, I, I love music, so that's not a problem for me. So this one I just... And just so you know, it's like, it's about their voice, but also to just that, like, you feel like you can put them on and just, you know, like... Like kind of like what you said, like you just kind of could escape, you totally. know, like you melt into your couch. You just, it's like a sound. Yes. Like... Well, I don't know if you know this artist because this is a song that I just started listening to like this week. I have listened to some of his old stuff, but I just hadn't heard any new stuff for a while. His name's Odie, O-D-I-E. I feel like I've heard that name, but. So he has a song apparently that came out in 2020. I, I'm just now hearing. It's called um, Miss Summer. And. I was having a really bad day the other day, crying after work. I was closing the drawer. I was weeping. And I was like, this is just like, the funny thing is I stubbed my toe 
but then I started crying because I was actually upset about life. You know, one of those moments. I was like, I was like the catalyst. So you had to play it all. You had something to play it off. You were just like, right? oh, okay. You're like, yeah, but what about everything else? Yeah, right. Well, I was alone, so uh-huh. I was just weeping. I was just like, you know what? Like, like counted the quarters, and I'm just like, all right, keep it together. Like, but basically, I was listening to that song after, and the song is about what, from what I think, is about to basically this girl that he's like, oh, you know, she's breaking people's hearts. Like, I want to be with her, whatever. But it's such a vibe. It's so chill. But yet I feel like I listen to music that makes me feel something. Same. That's my number one. Like, if it doesn't make me feel anything, I'm not going to stick around. And that one, I just. Like I said, there's so much music. There's so much yes. music. I can't, like, I, I, I can't stick around. Like, I literally will go through exactly. my Discover Weekly playlist. And it's just like, I'm like, I'm just like, okay. Yes. Next, next. There's just, there's too much to consume. It's like, I, I have to feel it's something. It's crazy. Yeah. And so with that one, it's like a combination of his voice is obviously incredible. I really like the lyrics. But for me, for some reason, the way he's doing the melody and the chorus and the verses and how they switch up, I'm just like, I'm just like there the whole song. Um, and it's impressive to me when like, not the hook isn't the biggest thing that I take away. It's like, oh, this one verse and the way he changes the melody the way you know what I mean it's just so that song specifically this last week I've just been like oh I could just sit and metal and I and I've played it on repeat and I'm like I don't care who's annoyed that I'm driving in front of or behind that's like why is this song still on it's good <laughs> never heard yeah no there's there's days like I remember Miracle like that song like there's days when I find like that song and like I said I'm usually walking Ollie and just like out in the middle of the street like and I'm talking about that's gonna get played 10 more times like you know what I'm saying if I find something like that that's like it's gonna be on repeat for like a minute to like really because I wanted to soak it I want to feel like you know every part of it and I feel like sometimes right off the gate your initial excitement to a song you miss things you know you miss certain things you're just like like what is happening you know oh my gosh yeah what's next for you like what do you have do you have um, any like live stuff in the future or new music coming out so we're working on some shows in the near future like maybe doing like a so far house show um Another friend of mine does these shows at this coffee shop in the city as well that I'm looking into playing for. Um, But actually, in this last month or two, I haven't been writing, like, really at all. I've been really uninspired. I've more so been overwhelmed (laughs) because I, I moved to a place on my own for the first time, which I've loved. But I moved to a new place, and I started a new job, like, at the same time. And so I've just been, like, change for me is a lot. So I'm just now getting to the place where I'm like, all right, because I had texted Quinn, like, I want a session soon. And I know a few artists that I really like, some small artists, friends that I have that some live in the city, some don't, but they're like, I'd love to work together. And so it's kind of just trying to nail down those things. I'm like, I really, I'm at the place now where I'm settling in. So now I'm like, I have to write. Like, I don't feel like myself when I'm not writing. And I hate that I don't have anything like that's in the works right now, but it's been the first time I think I've actually given myself the grace to not for a second because. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes, you know what, sometimes that in itself can like be the reset or the thing that you needed to like, you know, like pump out like something creatively. Exactly. You know? Like it's just. Yeah. Exactly. So. Please keep me um, posted if you do a live show because I would love to come see you live okay. um, in the future. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then also too, if you do start coming out with any new projects, um, let me know and I'll, Get it out there I for you. Thank you so much for having me. Like, I was just even telling my boyfriend the other day about doing this podcast. Like, for me, this is really exciting, not only because of what it is in general, but because, like, I have been in a month or two of just not writing and 
like being so overwhelmed. So to get to speak about my music, it kind of like reinvigorates this like creativity and like excitement about what I'm doing. And so I'm just really grateful for the chance to do oh my this. Gosh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm pleased to know that like um, people know your music, they dig your music. You know, I've had reactions from many of my listeners about your music and um, so just know that and know that, um, yeah, it's being heard and people are, are enjoying it, digging Thank it. You. So yeah, absolutely. Huge fan here. What's your, um, handle just so everybody knows on social media and stuff like that. Yeah. So on Instagram and TikTok and Twitter, my handle is my name, Jesse DeFranco. So J E S S I E D E F R A N C O. Perfect. And then uh, your music can be streamed on Apple Music, pretty much all streaming all apps. streaming apps. You can even find me on YouTube if you don't have it. Perfect. Awesome. Well, guys, uh, thank you so much for joining me, Jesse. And you guys heard that. Please go um, stream her music. Please go support her on the social platforms um, and pop music for smart people as well. Uh, go give us a follow and some support. Jesse, thank you so much. It was awesome talking with you. Thank you. It was awesome talking with you as well. Have a great day.